Welcome to Bachelor Banter. A wine-induced podcast discussing all things bachelor and bachelorette. I'm one of your hosts, Jade, an absolute bachelor addict. And I'm the other host, Dave, a bachelor virgin. (laughs) Pour yourself a glass of whatever you enjoy and enjoy the show. Cheers. Cheers. Well, Jade, I cannot believe what I've just watched there. This is the first Bachelor in Paradise I've seen. And my expectations were moderate, I would say. And they've just been blown out of the water. Now, there is a lot to get into tonight. But where would you like to start today? I think both of us were just... We were texting each other as we were watching it, going, holy fucking shit, with this episode. <laughs> so it was like, literally... repeat, I should have it on speed dial, really, just holy fucking shitballs. <laughs> it was an incredible episode. And I think, so, I mean, you want to start at the end, but I want to start at the beginning, because everyone's got to, like, get through the episode to get to the juicy bits. So started with uh, Jake and Cass and they were like, you know, I think we should also have a drinking game in this episode uh, where every contestant says the word vibing. So Cass and Jake start vibing and um, Tim comes. Oh, is that for listeners? Oh, sorry. I thought you meant me. Sorry. You'll have a sip. I did. Did you? Okay, cool. Me too. Hold on. (laughs) What, What are you drinking? Red wine. I shouldn't be because I'm sick, but it's fine. <laughs> it's medicinal. So what what it's type of red wine? Oh, what am I having? Uh, I went to that wine store that's like a 10-second skip down the road. It's called Anakina Reserve Malbec from Valley Central. It's from... Oh, nice. It's from somewhere in the world that I don't know. Uh, Chile. Well, that's Chile. good. Chile. Good. Well, in, uh, so just next door. So I'm I'm across in Argentina, but also drinking a Malbec, and it's very nice oh, indeed. Very. But lovely. anyway, so vibing is the the key word, and we shall drink whenever we hear vibing. So sorry, yeah. I, I interrupted you to have a drink there. So mm-hmm. they were vibing. Yeah. So Tim comes prancing in with this date card, and Jake gets the card. Cass is like thinking, "Oh, of course it's going to be her." They've been like vibing a lot, drink up, and then suddenly he like does a complete blindsided move and chooses Eleanor. What do you think of that? That was a bit weird, wasn't it? I just didn't see that coming from anywhere, and it's a it's a great move. I mean, we've seen this so many times. Eleanor um, seems to be getting on really well with Glenn. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. ultimately, I kind of admire the kahunas of Jake. He's like, well, you know, we haven't had a chance to chat. So rather than take her aside at some point to have a chat, he'd sooner, you know, make a big thing of it and (laughs) do it that way and completely alienate himself from Cass and then take Eleanor on a date. And then, of course, you know, the boys have kind of dubbed him now Jake the Snake. Um, Yeah. So I think he's pretty much, yeah, he's shitting the cereal really, hasn't he? I I think, and, and of course, the date itself, you know, Glenn was a bit pissed off and, you know, was hoping he'd Jake had throw himself under the bus, and I kind of think he did. Well, what did you I, think of that date and how it went? 
Well, I don't know. So Glenn and Tim went out for a chat in the ocean on their paddle boards, and Glenn said that he won't go down without a fight. But honestly, I don't think that Eleanor's worth the fight. I, you know, he said things like, "Oh, she's out of his league," but I completely disagree. I think that he's someone that's way more deserving um, of affection than she is. She's playing a complete game. She's actively trying to find fault in him, and like in Jake. I'm saying, and as soon as he brought up that, um, like this X thing, she like jumped on that just like Mark did, like, and then tossed girls out of the show on The Bachelor of South Africa as soon as Next was brought up. Mm. And I feel that there should be like an international dating show where Eleanor and Mark Buckner get together <laughs> because they are both dodging questions people and Eleanor is blonde blue-eyed and they should probably get along <laughs> probably um that's interesting I I read that a different way so I thought Jake paused for way too long when he was asked that question about his ex and and is this a previous season because I haven't seen the previous season so was he on Bachelor in Paradise previously Yes, they said that like six times in this episode. No, so I wasn't sure if it was like Bachelor in Paradise or if it was Bachelor, Bachelorette or something else. So so it was obviously on a show. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if it was this one. So they definitely, I, I think he paused for way too long. I think there are still definitely feelings there. And and she's kind of, she even said, you know, there there aren't any feelings with Jake. So she likes him. She finds him attractive. But he's kind of looking for something that isn't there already. I don't know that she really did anything wrong on that date. Um, I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying necessarily about Glenn. I, I don't see that she's out of his league or he's out of hers. I, I actually think they look quite good together. But, you know, clearly he thinks... Oh, no, Tim told him didn't he <laughs> she was out of his league uh a bit of ribbon no, he, there so no, uh, no glenn said that he was out of her league he said that about himself no i, th I th but i think tim said it first didn't he I, th I think tim said it as a joke and then glenn agreed with him and said she's like 12 out of 10 so i i do think that um i do think glenn and eleanor will fit together quite nicely and like I say jake kind of took himself out of the game, really. I don't think Eleanor's interested. We'll see. I, I've not seen enough of Eleanor to see whether she's a game player or not. But um, I think she's Yeah, it, it didn't go well. I think she's bland. I think she's boring. I think she's closed off and she doesn't know what she wants. And I just don't think that she's doing anything other than taking par Paradise for a complete game. And, yeah, just not, not happy with it. Okay. I, I mean, most of them are, aren't they? No, some people are actually on there to actually find love. Okay. And I think it, she knows that she is hot commodity. She knows that. And if she's not careful, she will go home because she is completely playing the field. Like, took Glenn for a ride when she went out with Jake. Do, do you think she took Glenn for a ride? I mean, don't get me wrong. She was delighted to go on the date. But I've seen this in these dating shows before. You you think someone's got a really strong connection and then someone else picks them for a date card and they're like, yay, we get to go out on a date, get away from the villa or pools or, or what have you. So I don't think, you know, if someone chooses you for a date, you've got to go, haven't you? 
Um, in Bachelor in Paradise, it's usually a bit different. Like people do say no. In, in what way? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. right, okay. They're like, sorry, no, I'm vibing with this person. Drink up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we so, get on to I the? I don't know. What? No, I was saying I don't know. For me, the jury's out on Eleanor. I'm I'm not quite willing to write her off as a game player just yet. Not any more than any of the others are. But uh, I'll, I'll make a mental note of that one and how that progresses. But she isn't. I mean, she's not particularly interesting in terms of TV and these reality shows. The, so the I, thing I that I love. The thing that I did love about Eleanor is how at the beginning of the show. Um, Brit is busy perving over Tim and Eleanor's sitting with her and goes like, so you're, you're vibing him, are you? Like with the the socks and the sandals, socks and the sandals and the zinc on his nose. And he's like an orangutan over there. And like Brit's all for (laughs) it. And like Eleanor's face is just like, what the actual fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) So I couldn't quite work out if that was a marvellous bit of editing. But, you know, it just seems like one of those. At that moment, I just thought, you know what? Actually, let let me rewind a little bit. So when Tim sought out Glenn, you know, and they went out and did a bit of paddling and stuff together, I thought that was a really nice thing to do. And I thought, you know what? Again, I'm, I'm coming round. I'm on the Tim train. What a nice thing to do. You can see Glenn's, you know, a bit isolated, a bit lonely, you know, probably feeling a bit shit. And then he went out and 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 did that and just just had a chat to him. And then a bit of banter as well. I thought, perfect. Absolutely perfect. And then he's acting like an utter buffoon. And you've got it's almost honestly, Jade, it's like an eighties movie where you've got this uh posh girl, she's brought up on the right side of the tracks and she's drawn to this guy who's comes from the wrong side <laughs> of the tracks and he's a bit bit out there, a bit funny. And uh I mean the socks and the sandals thing was a bit a bit I, I think honestly I, I did wonder if Tim's just trying to push it as far as he can to make himself undesirable. And uh no, but she was totally digging it and um yeah, so so again I still think, you know, he's a bit quirky and, and he was doing quite well then. But I have to say I'm sure we'll get onto this a bit later, but I think it was a bit downhill from there for Tim for me. Uh, but we'll get onto uh, that in a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you can bring that up later. Uh first I think um should we discuss oh, should we discuss Kieran, which has broken my heart. All of it, the whole thing has just devastated me. I actually considered quitting this just because I didn't want to badmouth him, but you kind of have to. So, <laughs> well, I'm sure our listeners appreciate your uh, endeavor to get on the mic and spit it. It and hurts. I'm not going to say I told you so. <laughs> but, it I mean. Hurts. This tattooed Greek god of a man. And he was so loved on Angie's season of The Bachelorette. And now he has become a villain. And I am devastated. Completely, absolutely devastated. Drinking and we didn't even say vibing. (laughs) Okay. 
Devastated is another word. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> right. First of all, he ain't Greek, like I say, and he's not from Manchester. He's from fucking Darwin, right? And he, he, he's got the accent and everything. They all speak like that from Darwin. And and when uh, he's getting all snuggly with Jess. Now, now I do have to say, Jade, and I'm pretty sure this, well, it's probably a conflicting moment, but when they're, when him and Jess are having a bit of a smooch out there on the surfboard, I did think that was pretty romantic. But I've already it got the baggage. So I've already romantic. made my mind upon him. Yeah, it, it was it was a great moment, to be fair. But, you know, and again, he's like, uh, they're having a bit of a smooch on the sunbed as well. And he's like, oh, there's no... There's nothing PG about me. <laughs> fucking Darwin. Honestly, um, so... What do you have against I, I Darwin, just, you fucker? I, I used to play gigs a lot there. I, and actually, you know what? There was lots of... Uh, we actually had a really good reception there because they were really into like all the Manchester music. Because again, well, shut up. Manchester. Just because you're not from Darwin, like, don't hate, okay? He's sexy. Hating on Darwin yes, as are. such, but I am hating on the fact that he calls from himself Darwin. from fucking Manchester and he's not. Maybe <laughs> he grew up in Manchester, but he's from Darwin. You no, never know. Not with an accent like that. Not with an accent like that. So um, my cousin anyway, is from Manchester. All right, if you are going to defend like Kieran, just think about that for a second. God damn it. <laughs> I hate you. Sure. <laughs> hate you so much. Look, I just pigeonhole this. See you next Tuesday. And he's just <clears throat> proving me right. Now, I don't have the baggage. Now, he could have played an absolute blinder. But I've got a feeling that by the uh, the last few seconds of this episode probably has more resonance for you than it does for me because I didn't see that season. But anyway, I, th- I thought he did quite well. And obviously that thing is there with with him and Jess now what I would say is was Rene were Rene and Jess on the same season of The Bachelor or something because they've obviously got some kind of friendship but Jess doesn't seem to hold it that dearly she's like yeah we were friends but you know whatever Uh, Kieran's my man now I honestly I can't remember um if they were on the same season or not I don't really remember Jess that well uh yeah no idea, but um, clearly they, they had some kind of a friendship, uh, but obviously Renee thought that it was stronger than it clearly was. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I, I wondered if it was like, you know, one of these bachelor, bachelorette type friendships where they, you know, they're together and then share that same experience. So they develop a friendship, but it's not like they're massive friends outside. But clearly, I mean, Jess doesn't give a shit about Renee, does she? Some Something's clearly happened with them outside. And then the fact that it may cause ripples, you know, she doesn't really care about. But I think in that kind of romantic moment on the surfboard, that's when you start to get these whispers about Renee and everyone's speculating around the, the mansion, aren't they, that Renee's going to come in. It's obvious, you know, it's going to create the maximum amount of drama. And, and like uh, you see, you see Kieran's eye, eyes twitching. <laughs> There's like stress level going up and up. Now here, here, I, now you were right, honestly. So I was chomping at the bit to start at the end, but as you stepping through it, what I thought about halfway through the episode is Kieran is going off 
way too much. He's overreacting massively to the He's news so that aggressive. Renee would be. Yeah, he was like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. All It's fucking bullshit. And honestly, I've known loads of people like that. So, and and again, I'm thinking there's something else. So he So he's told the group that he cheated on her. But there's more to it than that because he is getting so angry. And he was like, oh, fuck this shit. Fuck this shit. And I was like, oh, I can't wait. And I think I was <laughs> texting and I'm like, oh, this is really hotting up. And and honestly, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming there's possibly better episodes, but definitely this is my favorite episode of the season so far. I mean, what, what did you reckon about, you know, that kind of midway point and it comes to fruition that, you know, it, the dinner party is going to be all, all Rene themed and stuff and Kieran's going off on one. What, what are you thinking at that time? I, I definitely thought that he got way too aggressive. Uh, and then Tim fought his battle for him and got absolutely bonkers. I, I'm pretty sure that Tim was very drunk. Um, and nothing will ever sway me from my love for the dear Tim. But um, yeah, it wasn't the best look <laughs> for him, was it? I think he was only well, let- doing his justice, though. If we if we come back, because there is a lot to say about that dinner party, can, can I just mention one little bullet point that I have? So in what? between all of this drama, and that was the real main course, but there was a little side salad to this episode as well, I felt. And that was Jamie and Brittany. Now, are they drug tested in the mansion, Jade? <laughs> Why? Because Jamie, I, I don't, I, how do I say this? Right. Jamie is spaced out beyond belief. <laughs> Sorry? He did a 180. First, he didn't I want did anything to do with Yeah, he didn't want anything to do with her at first. He was like, oh, yeah, like you want to take me out for some champagne and spoil me? But no, actually, you know what? Don't don't even bother. I don't like you. Next day, oh, Britt, do you want to go for a walk? Like, oh, let's have some fun together. And then, like, they're talking, and she's, like, licking her lips and biting her lips and, like, trying to have a kiss. And he's just like, so, uh, and you get a volleyball? Oh, that that was one of my one of my very few notes. You've just took the rug from under me. So, how are your volleyball skills? <laughs> it's brilliant, it's brilliant. So, Jamie, though, I, I mean, he did do an absolute one eighty and asking her to go for the date, and and fair play to Kieran, he did call it out. But I thought, you know, maybe he's sort of thinking, well. Maybe there is something there. You know, maybe it starts off as a friendship and maybe it's going to become a little bit more than that. But when they're on the actual date, and you could see from the side conversations, Brittany's starting to think, well, there might be something there. So if we go on this date, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a kiss. But you know what Jamie sort of reminds me of? And and honestly, I, I just thought before that date, he must have smoked the biggest bag of weed on the island because... He was just completely spaced out. It reminded me of Keanu Reeves off The Matrix, where he's, like, before he takes the blue pill and whatever, and he's just like, whoa. <laughs> he's just completely not... He's completely oblivious to everything that's going on around him. And, and after the date, he's like, 
yeah, I'm not getting any signals from Brittany at all. And she's like leaning in and she's giving him all the signals and everything. And he's got no idea. And I'm like, fucking hell. So (laughs) I I, honestly, when I first was introduced to Jamie on episode one, I thought, you've got no chance, mate. You are going at the first opportunity. But when he took her on the date and you see Brittany speaking so glowingly about him, I'm thinking, oh, you might be able to turn it around here, mate. But no, <laughs> if he can't pull Brittany, he's got no fucking chance. So I've been talking for a long time there, Jade. What did you make to that date? You know, <laughs> I think that they are... Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea, really. No, I don't think they're good together. Um, and what's sad is that I think that Brittany is such a gorgeous person physically, but she is absolutely fucking crazy and like that does not work in her favor um and any man is going to run a mile with how goofy she is and she's not just like standard jade goofy she's like fucking bonkers and is that that like a scale if if it was one to five where's jade goofy and where's britney goofy i think jade goofy is like a three and she's like a fucking ten (laughs) (laughs) out of five see i think i think jamie and Brittany, if they got over this initial awkwardness i actually think they might work you know it's gonna take a special if if someone if there was a bloke who matches her goofiness it it would just be chaos the universe could not cope that's why i I was saying something about tim and her, you know, in one of the other episodes, I was like, no, the world can't handle Tim and Britney together. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. But I think Jamie might just be that person to compliment her goofiness. But, yeah, it, it, it remains to be seen. I'm not putting this relationship completely to bed. But, and, you know, something might happen. But I think she's going to have to take the initiative even more than she already tried to do. Um, <laughs> and Because I, I, I don't know... Jamie, you're like 40, mate. What the fuck are you actually waiting for? Who We've seen him have nothing else with anyone else in the, in the mansion. And so he, he'd said initially, you know, he, he was friendly with her. But I don't know. I, I, I think they could work. Well, but anyway, Jade. All right, right. getting back that on. That is the side salad. That is the <laughs> side salad. Now let's get to the meat. Getting back on to the big track, right? So Kieran is out on the paddleboard with Jess, and it starts pissing down with rain. And she's like, and they start kissing, and she's like, you know, whatever happens in the future, she will never forget this moment. Meanwhile, in the background of that footage, there's this boat. And I was like, yep, there's Renee. She's incoming. Right? And then she arrives and shit just hits a freaking fan. Yeah. And, and, oh, I wasn't expecting this. I thought it was just going to be speculation. And so I was, I was getting a bit giddy, to be honest, Jade. I was thinking, fucking hell, what am I doing with my life? But, um, no, and, and again, coupled with the fact that we'd seen, you know, Kieran just get absolutely over-the-top angry about her coming in 
I'm thinking this is going to go off. And, and they spoiled it a little bit, didn't they? So right at the start of the episode, they kind of give you a clue as to what was coming with the with the dinner party. But, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I, I assume they all had to sit where the producers told them to sit. So they sat Kieran right opposite from Renee. And before all the fireworks, yeah, we got this awkwardness. <laughs> and you know what? Kieran is the type of bloke, if he's if he's in a bad mood, everyone else feels it. You know, he can't just stew. He can't just be quiet. He's got to let everyone else, and he's got to make everyone else around him feel quite awkward. You know, it's so selfish. You tell him all these long silences. It is selfish, but he's like there, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's fucking great, isn't it? It's great. Having a fucking great time here. You know, everyone has to know that Kieran is not happy. But, you know, he, he makes a little speech. He gets the floor, doesn't he? He says, you know, what I did to you was bad and blah, blah, blah. And then we get the first initial bit of a confrontation. But actually, I think it got better when Kieran left the table and then you had Glenn and then Tim was trying to follow up. And for some reason, Glenn thinks he's like Kieran's best mate out of nowhere. But, um, I mean, what what did you make to that? that I, I'd have thought Tim would have been the first one to go and con- console Kieran. But clearly, you know, Kieran stormed off. Uh, Glenn's trying to have a word with him. And then Tim takes the floor. I think maybe, I mean, we don't really know because this wasn't hyped up in the episode, but I think that maybe Tim was a little bit trolleyed and Glenn was like, dude, just let me handle uh, things with Kieran at the moment and Mm. got kind of chewed away because he was a bit pissed. I don't know. Um, I I think that Tim definitely... That's a good point. Yeah. I think maybe that was skirted over in the episode, but I feel like maybe because Kieran was really pissed off and worked up and quite aggressive, he maybe Glenn was like, oh, wait, 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 Tim, you're a bit pissed. Uh, Kieran can't really handle that right now. But that wasn't shown on the TV. And then Tim went back and was like fucking everything up at the table. You know what? That, That makes perfect sense. Um, that makes sense why Glynn has stepped in then because Tim was probably already too far gone because he was when he was right he was in the middle there absolutely stirring the pot and you know Mm. what not in a good way he was trying to act like he was like Renee's best mate and he's just trying to fill her in on on the gaps but and it was great TV (laughs) don't get me wrong I was loving it but fuck me, he was saying everything to stir the shit at that moment. Yeah. He was trying to rile her up, wasn't he? Yeah, and, and I don't really, I don't really get why. But I tell you what, old Narango was quick in there, wasn't he? I mean, so poor Narango has hardly had anything. The only saving grace he's got is when he was like, um... You're a big girl, eh? When he nodded to Renee and said, like, you're all right. And then he took her away and gave her a hug. Like, that's all Naranga's got. <laughs> that is his the screen guy. time. The but, poor guy. But the poor guy is right in the friend zone. 
right? So we find out that they've spent this time. Something obviously happened in Bali. So Kieran and Rene were there, and Naranga was there as well, apparently. Now, I don't know if you noticed this, but when... And I don't, I don't know, was Tim just being an utter twat? You know, or was because someone said like, "Oh, he's Kieran's mate, so he's trying to defend Kieran." But I don't particularly feel like he was defending Kieran. I think he was just firing missiles off in all directions. <laughs> I think he was just hammered and just spouting a bit of verbal diarrhea. But when he was kind of getting at Rene a little bit, Naranga, he had his arm round her, but then was like doing that circular thumb motion sort of thing on her shoulder. Like in a very, very affectionate way. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything there thing. between them two. But I don't think I don't think Naranga feels like it's a friend thing. I'm just I gonna put it that, out there, we can skate on past it. I think it's an affectionate thing and that, that he knows where he stands. I don't I don't think that we're going to see Naranga find anyone in paradise. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. I'm sorry. Well, no, because the producers are effectively writing him out anyway, because um, you know, he's got no screen time whatsoever. Although he's had he's had more screen time in this episode than ever before, so who knows? Maybe someone else will walk in that he connects with. God knows. No, uh, you know, we hope it's a for the best, but it's a reflected glory thing, right? So he's he's got some screen time because he's reflected off Renee. That mm. is it. I, I don't know if he just if he's got nothing interesting to say. You know, someone like Brittany, she's bonkers, but you know she makes good TV, doesn't she? But uh, I think that I'm interested to see where this Naranga thing goes because uh, I, I definitely think that it's just a friendship between them two. But as well, I, I don't know. Does Kieran see it that way? I, I'm not too sure. But I mean, what what did you make? I mean, Tim was properly going after Cass as well, wasn't he? He's proper wanting to throw Cass under the bus with Renee because she was friends with Renee before. And, you know, he wanted to make sure that, you know, Renee knew that Cass was pursuing Kieran. The sad thing is, I think that Tim got quite um, dramatic when he was drinking and started stirring the pot a lot in places that he, I don't know, that he just, he wanted to stir the pot. And that's not cool. Um, I I think that he probably regretted that the next morning when he woke up with a ginormous hangover. <laughs> I think so. I, I thought it was a bit unfair as well, because people were almost getting it Brit. They were saying, like, control your man. It's like... When someone's that hammered, you know, I don't think there is no control in him. And, like, they've been together for, like, what, a couple of days, you know. So, no, it it, it wasn't Tim's finest hour, to be fair. No. Now, what do you reckon, though? Because they, they stretched this bit out, didn't they? Like, right to the end. Um, and, and, again, they, they end up, so Kieran and Brit... Uh, Sorry, Kieran and Renee end up having a bit of a chat. Now, I think, because I haven't seen this previous season, was it Angie's season, I think it was? Yeah. I, I haven't Angie seen Kent. it, so I didn't fully understand. So you're going to have to explain to me. He was talking to Renee 
while he was in the house on Angie's season. So is, is this was this before they got together and broke up or Well now you just dropped the or... bombshell already. So sorry. First Kieran <laughs> Bom- with his bombshell. apology. I, I'm taking that Shut up. I'm taking that as another drinking game. Kieran with his apology. Oh my god. Can I start yet? Go on. I feel like we used to have really good chemistry being, and now I'm being Tim. <laughs> now I can't I can't get a word in edgewise, fuck damn it. Fuck damn it, that's a good word. Go go. Like every time I try and speak, you speak. <laughs> I'm being Tim. Go right. on. Can I start? You can. And you can shut up. I'm going to drink. Good. The apology that Kieran gave Renee was absolutely rubbish and not genuine at all. And then Renee's there going like, oh no, he's only given 50% of the truth. And like they hype that up so much. And then suddenly it turns into like how apparently in the end, Kieran was phoning Angie, I mean, phoning um, phoning Renee in the background after he'd been on Angie's season saying that, no, he, he realises that he loves her and stuff. And that's bizarre because that's not how the show went at all. And I'm just absolutely, like, shocked and baffled by it. And I'm sure that this this is just aired yesterday, so he's going to be getting so much fucking back, backlash about that. So what... Again, help me understand. So why? Because I've not seen that season. Tell me, explain to me, how did it unfold? You know, how did he come across, and and what was what was the rug that's been pulled from everyone's under everyone's feet now? Oh, dude, it has been a long time since I watched that season. I've watched like six other seasons since that, so I'm going to be fucking lying to you. But I think. <laughs> It was something like Kieran, I don't know if it was a family member or something, but he had to go and he was crying his eyes out and he just needed to get home. Um, I think, I could be wrong, this could be awful and I could be like shoving myself under the foot and you're doing this to me live on a podcast, so it's shit. So, <laughs> well, it's not live to be fair, but... <laughs> so. Okay, so they didn't meet like after fame, if you like. So they didn't meet like after a bachelor thing. They met and Did had this met? relationship before. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and then they like he left the show for her now apparently, which is insane. And like I said, my excuse could be completely wrong. I could be thinking about someone else. I can't fucking remember. It's been a long time and yeah. But I'm I'm fairly certain he said something about someone dying or uh, someone being sick. I don't know. Well, I'm sure like there's going to be plenty of people taking social media after the episode. Uh, there's going to be articles written about it. So, and that's why I asked you is is because I felt like because I've got no kind of history with these people. I, I 
it obviously should have had a bigger resonance than it really did with me. But uh, yeah, I mean, even without any of that baggage, it it was still quite big. Um, but like you say, they kind of built it up, hadn't they, all along the way there. And, and you know, she's keeps going on about how she's trying to protect him. But do you not feel like that was a bit set up as well? That she was trying to protect him? I, yeah. I definitely I definitely feel like everything she was saying, like, oh, stop looking at the cameras, stop doing this, stop doing that. Like, oh, all I'm trying to do is protect him. Like, she is trying so hard, so fucking possessively hard to come across as the good person in this. And I'm just like, oh, you're not fooling anyone. Even though she may have been the one that was cheated on, I think she is desperate for that slice of, like, oh, maybe she'll become the next Bachelorette if people know how hurt she's become. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I think it came across quite manipulative. Yeah. Um, I, and I didn't find it authentic whatsoever. And, you know, the whole thing of, oh, on this reality TV show, I don't want to do it on this on the cameras because, you know, we've had fucking however long it's been since this event happened, you know, so we could have done it all off camera I could have just phoned you and had it out then. Nope, we've got to do it on Bachelor in Paradise. But you know what, Jade? We love it, don't we? Mm-hmm. That we do. <laughs> you don't sound as convinced. No, I, you know what? <laughs> I am confused because there's pictures that have been leaked. You know, we said this last episode about like uh, um, spoilers and stuff, and apparently there was something about Kieran actually getting engaged to to what? Renee in in Bali, um, so I don't know if that was a thing. I, I have no idea. Like I am so confused by what the truth is in life right now. Um, but I mean, if that was a thing, that's even more of a slap into the face for everyone. So I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Oh, I think Bali is going to be a reoccurring theme, isn't it? Bali's going but, to keep coming up again and again. But also because they, they were both crying so much, maybe that is what it is. Like, they did get engaged, and it was something that was, like, quite deep and meaningful, and then he fucked it up and he cheated on her, and he hasn't actually mentioned that part yet. I don't know, but, like, to mention the part about him cheating on Angie with... Angie Kent with with her initially, that's even worse. Like I'm so bloody fucking confused with Kieran and his swinging penis. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I I've just got to say vibing because I'm drunk in a little while. So, I I guess they were just vibing. I'm pouring more wine. <laughs> I should not be doing right. this. Yeah. So, you know when I said to you in episode one, I said, Kieran looks to me like he's reinvented himself. He's mm. not really this outgoing surfer dude. He looks to me like someone who's invented himself like that. You put Renee and... Kieran next to each other. For me, they don't look like they go together at all. No, I agree. But if I imagine how Kieran was, uh, sorry, you, no, you agree or disagree? I agree. 
Yeah. But if I imagine how Kieran is before he reinvented himself, actually, I think they'd make quite a sweet couple. And you know what? I actually think, and, and not having any of the baggage, not having seen any of these previous seasons or whatever, Angie's season, I think the pre-reinvented Kieran would actually go quite well with someone like Renee. And I think she's probably uh, reached him at a deeper level than most of the people who, who uh, Kieran has entanglements with <laughs> let me put it that way so you could see that kieran was massively distraught about how the whole thing unfolded now i'm not ruling out that that could just be that he feels threatened that she's got shit on him that you know could see his whole public persona all wiped away and what have you but i'm gonna take it at face value seems a bit daft given what we've just learned, but I'm going to take it at face value and think that actually he does have quite deep feelings for her. And that's why we saw, you know, just the big puffy red eyes and what have you. So I don't know. I don't know. I felt like we did see a softer side of him when he went down to the beach and, you know, grabbed her Mm -hmm. arm and was trying to talk to her and stuff. And I feel like maybe that side is a bit hard to get out of Kieran, where mm-hmm. he actually cares. So I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, he did cheat. He lied. God knows what else he's done that she's hiding. Um, he he cheated on Angie Bloody Kent, who is the Bachelorette. Um, and, you know, he... in in. Angie's season, everyone loved him and everyone was heartbroken when he left. So, to me, I'm sorry, that ship sailed. He's shown his true colours now and he's not a good guy. And as as gorgeous as he is, he was one that I was really looking forward to watch this season. I hope that the girls get rid of him really soon this time. I don't think he deserves it. I think that he needs to go and figure himself out. Well, we did get a cliffhanger, so the night is not over yet, is it? So in in episode four, we're going to learn a bit more about how that night unfolded because he said, you know, the last thing we heard was he's going to leave. Now, it kind of sounded to me like it it was a kind of drunken, like drama queen kind of thing, you know, oh, I'm going to leave. So I'm not convinced that he actually will leave. But I mean, what do you think? I I hope he leaves. I just don't see him being worth anyone's time. And this is a show, like I've said, I know you don't agree with it. You think it's all like a piss take. But to me, it's a show about finding love. The whole Bachelor franchise for me is a show about finding love. And if you're not in there for the right reasons, kindly fuck off. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it is clear he's not in there for the right reasons, is he? But <laughs> I don't know. So, so let's let's lighten the mood a bit because that honestly, I was so stressed after that episode, and obviously the episode finished, and we've just jumped straight on the mics. Who do you think is in there for genuine love? Oh, I think I think Tim is. I think that. You know, he was obviously quite pissed 
in this episode but I do feel like Tim is there for someone genuine and I do feel like Jake is there for someone genuine as well um and Glenn I feel like the boys Tim, Jake and Glenn are definitely all in there for right reasons and maybe Jamie but you know, Jamie is confusing for me because you don't just offer your rose to every girl under the sun whoever has a vagina. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I, I kind of love Jake, uh, Jamie. Um, I, I just think he's comedy value. Uh, I, again, I hope I see more of him on dates where he's just completely oblivious to the world that's going on around him. Um, I don't actually see if it's not Brittany, I don't see him particularly vibing with anyone else. Yeah, but more people are coming in. That's the whole point of The Bachelor um, in Paradise. Just a drink. Just saying. Vibing. I just had a sip. (laughs) Um, I'm going to dose up on medication right now. (laughs) Maybe that was Tim's problem. Maybe he was dosed up on medication and uh and alcohol but no i, th- I think what, what about brit i mean i i think she probably she's probably in there for love isn't she she's in there with tim well after tonight i'm not sure about that but i mean she well, is at the moment i know um out of uh oh, social media no Supposedly, they are still together to this day. So happily ever after for them. Ah. Not that like he, they're not posting about it, as far as I know. But apparently, it is a, a little bit of a rumor. All right. Okay. Oh, fair play to him then. Yeah, like they're polar opposites, but you know. Awesome. Now, Jade, I think tonight has been a fantastic episode. I mean, do you have any predictions other than Kieran goes off with his tail between his legs or doesn't? Personally, I think it's going to be a a massive show. I don't think he'll leave because of his reasons for being there. But, I mean, what do you think? Uh, Honestly, I think that one stupid woman is going to save him and regret it. I think that it's probably going to be Jess. And mm-hmm. it's not going to go well for her. But then again, I think that Jess and Kieran look really good together. And before Kieran went to go speak to Renee, he was like giving Jess a kiss while he was crying, which I thought was quite a sweet and intimate moment. And it confused me. But I, I don't know. I just think that Kieran is a complete piss take and he's not the guy that I thought he was and that I fell in love with on the previous season of The Bachelorette. So... Sorry, dead to me, darling. Yeah, um, and I think you're right. I think that Jess, I don't think she'll be phased by this drama. I I don't think she'll be um, particularly put off by Kieran. So I I don't think that's dead in the water yet. I think she could have done without the drama, but I don't think it will phase her. So... Yeah, I so my prediction is Kieran's not going to go. Um, they'll all sober up in the morning. I think Tim will revert back to his authentic, nice person self and feel like a bit of a twat for being a bit of a dick the previous night. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and and then I I think the Rene and Kieran thing will just dissipate eventually over time. It 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 will go away. Definitely. Now, Jade, while you're dosed upon medication, oh, would God. you know if people wanted to get in touch with us? How would they get in touch with us? Bachelor Banter Podcast <laughs> on Instagram or Banter underscore Bachelor on Twitter or Bachelor Banter Podcast at gmail.com on email. Yes. Fantastic. Fucking nailed and that's it. When I'm drunk. I should do this more often. <laughs> but uh, we, we had come off, uh, you know, a, a bit of a break, a bit of a hiatus. So, uh, you know, you just have to dust off some cobwebs there. So, no, Jade, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I loved, loved how uh, I'm I love getting into time. that. Yeah, <laughs> well, the trick is to throw me under the bus before I can throw you under the bus with it. So. No, but you always I, do I the just... same thing. You're, you are like <laughs> a broken record. You always say the same thing when we start and the oh. same thing when we finish. Oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> I am harsh. It's, it's what... bus. I'm more mortally wounded by that. It's it's you know it's what people know us as. I am the harsh one. So if I don't throw you under the bus, it's fine. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jade, I think we've got an episode tomorrow, haven't we? Honestly, I can't wait. I, I I wasn't expecting that much from this season, so I'm delighted that you know I've got all the drama. I know you're probably mortified. And, you know, it's probably like a, a sine wave. So you're at the bottom and I'm at the top at the minute. So I, I thought it was the best episode of the season. And um, I'm quite looking forward, to be honest. I, I'm not going to be posting anything, but I'll, I'll be looking around on social media and seeing what the reaction is as well. So Kieran's bombshell there. Cool. Now, Jade, all I have to say to finish us off is vibing. Vibing. Take a sip. Or a swig. <laughs> a swig. <laughs> All right. I'll see you tomorrow then. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you going to say bye? I already said bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye.